It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday Night Games. Complicated. Yeah, you are complicated. <laughs> we are two board game enthusiasts. <laughs> we are two board game enthusiasts who want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by bringing you board game content every Friday. And we're going to uncomplicate it this time. We create for several platforms, including Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. On today's show, we're going to have some fun. Boop, boop. Remember when board games were like way less complicated? No. <laughs> like when we were children and we were like playing games, I felt like they barely had any rules. You know, like sorry or trouble. Man, games were like simple back then, you know? Yeah. You know, like guess who? Oh, guess who was <laughs> I was awesome at guess who. Terrible now. I played it I played it with my like nieces. It was terrible. Yeah, so when we were like little, don't you remember playing Monopoly? Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure we all played it wrong, right? Hells no, man. You played it right? Oh, yeah, man, first time? on that free parking all the time. Got all that cash. <laughs> That's not a rule. I'm calling you out. <laughs> do, do you remember having fun playing it, though? Actually, I, I love playing Monopoly. We were little. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, I loved it. I don't know. I felt like, I, I maybe because the games, I felt like they went on too long. Although when you're a child, you know, 10, 10 minutes, minutes is like time. an hour. So I felt it was boring. But we did have a bunch of games that we played that I really liked. And a bunch of them for me were Connect 4. Remember Connect 4? I'm sure mm -hmm. everyone does. Kerplunk, mm -hmm. Home Alone. I love that Home Alone game. I just, I, w I wish I still had my copy. I wish I still had my copy too. That thing's probably, the thing was so easy to play. I don't yeah. think the, I don't think it was balanced, but it was fun. Yeah, I think it was a co-op game too, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. And then this last one I got was this weird Christmas game I got. You ever heard of? Do you remember Bronner's? Yeah, that Christmas store in like Frankenmuth. Yeah, so we're yeah. from Windsor, Ontario, and if you drive three hours, you can go to Frankenmuth, Michigan. That's three hours away. Yeah. Damn, I feel like well, it maybe it's like only an hour. two hours away. No, it's not an hour. Maybe two hours. Yeah. Birch Run. I don't know. Anyways, you go to this place called Birch Run, and next to it's called Frankenmuth, and they have this like giant Christmas store which sells like basically Christmas everything. It's like going to the store in Home Alone too when he's in that toy store and like he's like, oh look at all this stuff, and like that's Bronner's. Yeah, it might as well have been filmed at Bronner's. Yeah. Also, the chicken you can get there. Do you remember that chicken? Like everyone goes there and gets this like. like... It's roasted chicken, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically roasted chicken. So it's really nothing special, and then they get and you get like this soup, which I'm pretty sure is Campbell's soup. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's all Christmas. Frankenmuth is fun, though. Everyone loves it, yeah. Although, if you go to the one across the street, you get some great beer. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> place is pretty cool. But the reason why these games are really fun to me, I think you can agree with this, is you could just literally take them out and play them, and you didn't really have to know any rules. Right. Like, Kerplunk is like, you just stick these like little straw things in that little plastic tube, and you pour marbles into it, and you have to keep pulling out the straw things. Whoever collects the most marbles loses. Yeah. You could play whoever collects the most marbles wins is what my brother would tell me. So he would win. But well, I guess everything, the games I mentioned, even some of the games you mentioned before, they're all like what? Just easy to they're, play. They're obvious. They're, they're fun. They're obvious. You know, you just you just know how to play by looking at them. Like you can look at the back of the box and figure out how to play most of them. Well, one day in 2020, 
my nieces came over and we just put up the shelves and I just started putting games up there and, and they kind of came over during COVID because they literally live next door. And they're like, hey, Uncle Matt, we want to see your board games. I'm like, sure, come on down to the basement. So they start looking at them and they're like super impressed because obviously the art on all modern board games are top notch. And they're like, they kind of looked at me with their eyes and they're like, hey, uh, what can I play? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good question. So I like kind of like, they look at those ones on the shelves. I'm like, yeah, you probably can't play any of these. You know, they're looking at like Scythe and like Aeon Zen. I'm like, yeah, they probably don't know. It's a little too complicated. So we go into the basement. And what do you think the first thing that catches their eye? You just moved everything around. But yeah, I know you had that big like Epic Spell Wars poster. Oh, yeah. It was the first thing they went to. <laughs> first thing. And I'm like, uh-oh. This, and, you're, and you're talking like someone who's six and three in this poster has like the ultimate ultra violence on it. I'm like, they. I mean, luckily they didn't really see anything. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not. <laughs> They're like, what's this? This looks amazing. I'm like, no, no, we're going to put that away. That's actually hidden now. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> Especially should get it framed for you. Over here. Put it in here, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Matt, what's that? Don't worry about it. So I kind of felt bad that all the games on my shelf were pretty complex. I mean, the only games they could really play are like Monster Mash. And they weren't interested in that because the box is like moldy and like... <laughs> <laughs> From the 80s. Yeah, exactly. So I had all these games and literally couldn't play with them. So I felt really bad and I'm like, you know, like what, you know, what could we do that, you know, like I wish, I wish these games were, had like some sort of simplified rule set or something that maybe that could, that I could just be like, Hey, you know, you know, here's Wingspan, but here's a simplified rule set I could play with them. I think that would blow their mind. Right. So my question to you is, are there any games you are excited to play with your daughters? You know, I actually do. So I play board games with my oldest a lot, almost almost every day. We play we play how, some. Sort how old of is game. she, by the way? Four. Okay. And I actually do uncomplicate games. So the first game that I played with her that I uncomplicated was Dungeons and Dragons. I really just wanted I wanted to do something that was just her and I that was like our special thing. And I wanted to do something that used her imagination. So like, yeah, I can play, you know, we have like Pete the Cat and Missing Cupcakes and, you know, we've got Bizoink Bingo, which are all fun to play. Wow, we should play these games. We should. On our stream. <laughs> we should. <laughs> but I was like, I wanted to like I don't I don't know if challenge challenger was the right is the right word, but I wanted to do something that was like different that allowed her to like use her imagination to play. So I was like, you know what? Dungeons and Dragons seems like the easiest thing to do that I can uncomplicate for her because it's just really like make up a quick story, have her fight some, you know, monsters or whatever and make it fun. So I made it fun. I let her go online. I let her pick out like a set of dice that she wanted. I bought her own dice set. And when once it came in, I was like, hey, this, this is what we're doing. And we, we bought her these magnet tiles. It's basically just like triangles and mm -hmm. squares that are all magnetic so i built this giant grid you're the, you're the world's greatest dad right now it's awesome you know that, right <laughs> <laughs> so i built this grid on our kitchen table so that we can like visualize what we were doing and then i just used her toys as like the figures so the, the story that we made was these she was this princess farmer person who had these magical animals that went missing in this forest and she had to find them. And, but the problem was when they go in this, when they went into this forest, they got enchanted and they became like evil, magical. So they have to fight them to free them basically. Yeah, essentially. Oh, so we made this grid was the forest and I did the same thing. Like your player can move X amount of spaces 
how I simplified it was I didn't use like a ton of dice. I just used like the D20 and a D6 to see if like, you know, can you do it and how much, you know, damage or how much spaces can you move. And I didn't tell her like she can only move so far as whatever the dice roll was. And I made it non-violent. I made it mostly just like it was like magical more than anything. And then I made like the animals that they she had to capture, like their health was not health, but like whatever their spell health i guess was very low and it was fun and i think we've done like five or six different games and the last one we did was we like we like built the map as we went so anytime she moved i like built something that she had like overcome so like whether it be like a wall or like a box that had something in it and stuff like that. that was pretty cool so i just did change it up every time we play is there any like i mean that's pretty awesome so i'm assuming at some point we'll be playing with your daughters i hope so yeah i hope that'd be oh i hope they have interest that'd be cool yeah any other like games that you love a lot that we play that maybe you're just like one day you hope they like hey dad can we play this with you you know what now that i like i'd really want to play like like gloomhaven with them (laughs) would be fun but that's still like a dungeon crawler but if i'm looking at my thinking of my set I, i would actually like would really be interested in like magic or like Oh, uh, Pokemon or something? Yeah, I've never played Pokemon, so I'm not really sure about it. But like something like magic or like a deck building game yeah. would be fun. Yeah, I mean, it was fun when we were about, when I was about like 11 or 12. So yeah. you they'd probably enjoy it then too. And then I know we recently played. Oh, I got one. I got one before you go. Okay. Catan. Okay. I think that would be an amazing game to play, especially when they get like when your youngest hits like six or seven, because then they're going to be able to read and then you're like, okay, guess what? Now you get to bribe me. I need that wood. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be nice because then, because my wife and I bought that game, bought Catan to play and we didn't realize at the time, like we bought it like years ago. We didn't realize it was a three player minimum game and we're like, oh, can never play this game. (laughs) (laughs) If you have an expansion, you can play a two player, but yeah, yeah, I forget what expansion that is thing with Catan is it's a super expensive game too right <laughs> it's like 80 dollars for, <laughs> for like the base game and then the other thing i think that would appeal to my nieces would be any stonemeyer game yeah well they're beautiful right oh there's so much production value into it and but the only thing is that they're also so complicated which is cool because stonemeyer games did produce a version of scythe i played scythe and i don't remember m- much of it <laughs> I'm just I, I don't remember all the specifics, but I do remember that it was very risky. It was like it was like a ter- territorial control. You're you're basically controlling a territory. When you get in a fight, it's a very epic experience. Yeah. Like a very singular experience. You're not doing it all the time like risk. But in my little scythe, which I've never played, people are saying it's just like the regular game but dumbed down a bit. So I'm actually kind of like, I kind of want to get it and like yeah, play with I, you. I always pick it up on, uh, what does that mean? Huh? What's that, what's that mean? No, just, just for fun. I'm like, I, <laughs> well, you've never played Scythe either. Yeah. So I, yeah, but I, I figure if we play that, then like build you up to Scythe, that would be kind of a cool podcast idea. Yeah. I always, I always pick it up when I go to the board game store. Like you literally just pick it up I and hold it. Up, it. I'm like, I should, I should buy it? this. Do no, you hug it? I don't hug you it. should hug it. <laughs> can't go in the board game store right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> actually, if you hug it, they might kick you out. Yeah. I can't walk in. <laughs> yeah. They would kick me out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would be, I wouldn't be opposed to, to getting it and playing it because I like I've read, I've read that people played it with like their five year old. So I mean, yeah. why not? I did, I did hear that you need to be. It helps if you're able to read. So if you're gonna play it, it's gonna be you as a parent playing with your child as opposed to the child playing right. it by themselves, right? Whereas opposed to like Kerplunk Connect Four, we would play by ourselves. I wouldn't even need a parent to play Monopoly even at that age. My dad might have explained to me Monopoly and he'd be like hey just move the roll these dice and move your guy around the table and i'm like okay sure take all your money 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the government will take all your money and then you'll be angry when you're seven years old. Okay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks for the tips. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm looking for. I, I kind of wish they, they had more Stonemeyer games like that. Or even other games like. I, I do know they have like a junior version of Catan and they have like a, you know, junior version of Monopoly, which I played with my nieces. Yeah, yeah. Probably junior school. Yeah. Have you ever played it? Like when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know it existed until the girls had me play it with oh, them. Oh, yeah? And yeah, it's been around. It's exactly like Monopoly, although it does have some reading. So if the kids can't read, then you probably want an adult there. But it's really simple. Just take Monopoly. But when you land on a space, you either buy it or you don't. There is no bidding, which I didn't even know there was bidding until like, you know, a couple of years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Once someone loses all your money, once one person loses all their money, the game is completely over, which is how I played it (laughs) as a kid. The first player... And one funny thing is that the first player always won the first the game. Oh, yeah, probably. We, and it's always the youngest. And it's just like, oh, well, obviously, whoever gets ahead gets to land on a space. More people have chances to land on the space if you're ahead, right? It's just funny because, like, that person got all the money <laughs> and everything. And then it was it was kind of funny because one of my nieces, who's older, is like, I'm, all, I'm so good at this game. And then didn't realize that, you know, they're young. So they don't realize, like, oh, the first player has the advantage, right? right? All the bills are in ones, not a hundreds, which I was like, originally I'm like, do they even have ones in Monopoly? And then they do. They do. I just didn't realize it. They don't have a lot of them. Oh, and the game is only 30 minutes, which is awesome. (laughs) Actually, this is because we we bought, we bought our kids a monopoly for christmas okay well, the frozen 2 monopoly nice. and i started playing it with with my oldest and what they didn't comprehend was like the money aspect because it's i thought it was like i thought it was gonna be like a monopoly junior and they do have one but we bought like the regular monopoly oh so it's like so it's like pretty complicated for for them so now that i read this i might just do that just like have like ones and and like tens yeah to play and with they just land on it and you just that's it you buy it or you don't yeah. It was the quickest game ever. Oh, so yours is like a real Monopoly board, just Frozen themed. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you want to see more of these things though? Like, do you want to see more games kind of, you know, like like big popular games like Monopoly or Scythe and then brought down to a children's level? Like, do you uh, think that should be done more often? I would say yes and no. Okay. Why? Let's go uh, with not first. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's okay, go with yes so, first. No, no. So I feel like... I don't really want to expect companies to make two versions of their game. Okay. I feel like it's a lot it's a lot of work for them and a lot of money to put out for maybe a little return. So you're saying when you when you you know, they made Scythe and then they have and then they're gonna make a whole nother game. Right. Just to try and market. But I know with Scythe, like Jamie Sagmeyer designed that game. And with mm-hmm. My Little Scythe, it was a father and daughter duo. Not And then Jamie just sort of... He liked it. He liked it. So they all helped you publish it. it. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I look at God's, God's Love Dinosaurs. So we recently played that game, you and I. And I brought it home to play with my wife. I actually brought it home to play with my kid, but my wife ended up playing with us. And they... My kid, like, understood how to play the game. It was, like, placing their tiles exactly, like, you know, wherever they wanted. The only thing that they had trouble with was, like, oh, when it was time for, like, the predators to eat. Like, I was helping her strategize. Right, because it's a little, yeah, it's more complicated. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I was like, I would do what you want. But (laughs) but my wife is ruthless, so. (laughs) She (laughs) both of you? Oh, yeah, she was, like, like, no whole barge. Yeah, like. (laughs) I don't care if you're four. I'm playing this game. Like, she's I was teaching like, the kid. She's teaching. She's teaching you and your child at the same yeah. time. So I think. I think for me, what I would like, and maybe maybe not for every game, but like if you have a game that could appeal for kids as well, like just maybe make a set of rules that are a little bit 
dude that's complicated are you reading my mind because that was my next point i was gonna say like do you think these games should come with us like another alternative set of instructions maybe like a simplified because then that would be like i feel like that would solve a lot of problems right because it's like hey here's scythe and at the same time here's like a smaller version of scythe which maybe uses the same board all the same pieces it might just have the simple idea of like hey you know like in scythe you have area control maybe they get rid of a lot of the rules and they're like you're just you know moving your piece across the board to control area right right you don't have to worry about all the complex mechanics or even wingspan right instead of like you collect a bird maybe it's just like hey you, you collect a bird and then you get like eggs <laughs> yeah or you're just collect or you're just or you're just collecting things from the bird feeder and then the bird feeder help you buy birds and whoever has the most birds at the end of the game wins you know what i mean like you could easily do that with these games right because a lot of, a lot of things that like what do you think holds people what do you think holds children back in a lot of these complicated games. What do you what do you think? I have an answer. Yeah, for me I think it's just maybe with the way the game looks, what are the components of the game? Everything with with kids it's all visual and tactile I guess, right? So, I mean, I know like my my 4-year-old is not going to be able to read everything on there, right? So they need to know like colors, shapes, which which stuff a, like that. which when you think about it, a lot of games already have that. Exactly. Right? So it's just like a matter of just having a parent explain how to play a game. I guess on like a cool note, my niece who's older bought some Pokemon cards and she was really excited to play and she's like, "Man, I bought these Pokemon cards. I want to play it, Uncle Matt." I'm like, "Okay, well, how do you play?" And she's like, "Oh, it's simple. You just all you need is 10 cards." <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, "Oh, okay." I kind of gave her the like, you can see how I'm looking at you right now. I'm like, Oh, 10 cards, eh? Then I looked it up and I'm like, no, you need 60. <laughs> but then I found this other video of two kids playing it with 10 cards. And I'm like, oh, it's just like a little... It's easier version. There's there's a, a, a uncomplicated version of Pokemon to just kind of explain the basics to these kids who are not going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on cards they might just buy a pack it will get them interested and later on they probably will buy hundreds and hundreds of dollars with the cards yep not my nieces because i don't think her mom would ever let her do that <laughs> but <laughs> you know it kind of like it gets you into that habit i think that that's actually super cool like i think that should be more often right that should happen more often so matt i got a question for you yeah do you think that we can uncomplicate a game that we have on our shelf today yeah i i do john i think I have a game on my shelf that I was playing a lot over the break, and it is a fantastic game. It is called Spirit Island. I know it's a little slow to get to the table, but you know when I heard about it, I'm like, wow, this game is kind of like a... Someone described it as like a tower defense, and I'm like, wow, I love tower defense games. I totally want to play it. So it is the most complex, easy game I've ever played ever. It's a simple idea. Humans are trying to colonize an island, but the spirits are trying to fight back using damage, fear, and other abilities. Where it becomes complicated is that each spirit has different abilities and involves the presence that you take from your player board and put onto the island itself. And then that gives you that, you know, you generate more power, you get more cards to play and so forth. So it kind of gets a little complicated in that way. But it also has this magic-like element. In other words, each card has a different ability ability but it's also a hand builder so you you try to like you try to balance the card elements in your hand with elements on your player board to get more actions so there's like this like comboing effect you're trying to do to win you must satisfy a win condition the hardest win condition to get and also the very first win condition is to remove all settlers from the board but there's this final and most important mechanic called fear 
And as you go through different tiered levels of fear, you have easier win conditions on the game. And if you literally remove all the fear cards, you win. And these fear cards also reveal effects, which also help you destroy all the people, all the villagers that are invading the island. How can I make this game simpler? How can I, like, I think, first of all, the art and everything is beautiful, so it would appeal to a lot of people. Right off the bat, there's three tiers of settlers, right? I would just cut it down to one. Just, hey, you know what? This is it. Just one settler. I would remove all the millions of cards. Just, like, have every spirit has, like, this damage and remove and push and pull. And you're only allowed to play one per turn. And maybe your comboing ability is gaining the ability to play more cards. And then I think the other cool mechanic is the fear. So as you remove villagers, maybe you, instead of going through the fear deck, you start revealing these fear cards, like tell you what to remove. Maybe have some symbology. Maybe they are reading. I don't know. Who knows? And then the gameplay would be similar other than that, right? Stop mm -hmm. the villagers from damaging the island. If the island takes so much damage, you lose, for instance, which isn't in the game, but that's how I'd play it. And then you reveal cards to tell you where to place more villagers, basically. So, you know, just to reiterate, remove most of the read the card text. Maybe just remove it all. Yeah. <laughs> Simple symbols. And I think it'd be fun, and maybe we could call it something really cool, really clever, like Puppy Island. <laughs> <laughs> and we're copywriting this right now, so... <laughs> We just made a totally completely different game than Spirit Island. Do it up. But if you do take Puppy Island and make it a game, you know, you owe us right. copy and maybe some rights or something. So when you asked me this question, I kind of like, you know, what, what game on my shelf would I like really, really lo love to be able to play with my kids? And I thought about it, I thought about that, about it. And then it just struck me. I don't own the game like you do, but Dinosaur Island. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what makes Dinosaur Island complicated is just the amount of things in the game so you're like set collecting your tile placing your worker placement you're trying to like manage your how much dna you have blah 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 to collect dinosaurs and put them in your park and collect attractions etc etc i think to make like a really fun game with this for kids make it card based and you can have like a little little area to build like your park like a visual thing to build your park and you can have like one kind of like the dualosaur island where you have like the parks on the top or sorry the dinosaurs on the top and the attractions on the bottom or whatever and then just use the dna dice to roll but use that as the currency to buy the dinosaur or the attraction mm -hmm. so have like the tyrannosaurus rex and say you need like three purple and one pink dna and then roll that dice and see what you get and then just make it super simple and like best dinosaurs or most dinosaurs wins type thing with with the thing i think that'd be kind of interesting to play are we uh are we becoming a kids game publisher right now <laughs> let's do it let's do it <laughs> we're just gonna Dear take pandasaurus these... games here's my idea <laughs> for you but you know what i mean just just make it make it simple and fun like it's all visual and yeah like, you know the artwork for dinosaur island is really good i mean i guess when you really think about it just take the simplest mechanic and then make a game out of it it doesn't right. have to be that complicated right exactly maybe i'll play that with my kid hey john you okay so you played a lot of kids games right yeah, yeah mostly like, I, I like like i don't know how many would Not you mostly but i mean <laughs> that's all you play <laughs> paul i play <laughs> um how many how many games do you think you played let's say i don't know like just throw throw a number out there general idea just kids games yeah in general like the past year yeah like i said i play well i play with my kid almost every day wow okay yeah okay is there any like game that you see that you play with, with your child that would be really fun to complicate <laughs> to make it in a, a like a complicated adult game 
you know what? We have a game. I, mean, I don't know how we'd make it complicated, but Enchanted Forest. Okay, describe it to me. And we'll, so let's, well, let's make it complicated. You're, you're in this realm of fairy tales. Catman, amen. And you have to find... You have to search the forest to find these like relics from different fairy tales. Okay. And then you go you have to go to a castle and you collect the trees like if you if you can guess like what is hidden underneath the tree you can keep the tree or whatever. So once you get to like the castle whatever the top card is and if you have to be like yeah I got I know where this tree is or I have this tree. I don't I don't remember exactly but it's been a while since we played it. But then you you collect the card. Okay. And, right. So I think something would be cool like with that maybe to like overcomplicate or maybe to complicate it a bit. Wait, how do you move around the board? Dice roll. Okay. Right. And then, so I think maybe if there was like battles. Oh, yeah, yeah, To get yeah. the tree. Mm-hmm. You have to fight like the tree troll or some sh- something. <laughs> or something. Um, Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. You're like... <laughs> crash through the castle wall maybe you have to like maybe to maybe it's like an ultra worker placement like you have like 10 you have to like send your workers on errands to like earn the tree's trust maybe and stuff and then like the tree will like give up its treasure to you yeah i don't play the game right with my kid because <laughs> well we don't play games they, right they in make, general they make up their own rules They're like i'm just gonna take all the trees <laughs> and you get i you get this one tree <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's how you complicate it. Maybe <laughs> the yeah, trees I guess, decide. I guess if you got a cool, you can make it into like a worker placement type game. It's got like the cool little meeples to it. Oh, and then once you earn the trust of the tree, you then send your couple workers to the castle. They gain a treasure and bring it back to you. So it's just like a treasure collecting game. Yeah. So you have to somehow maybe each tree has like a certain resource. So you have to like send your workers out. You know what? How about they go to like Puppy Land? They gotta like harvest puppies. <laughs> puppy Island. <laughs> they gotta go to Puppy. Yeah. They, yes. They have to go to Puppy Island and the game you and the other game you made, Baby Sore Island, and they have to collect <laughs> Baby Sore eggs and puppies, and then that is a resource, and then they send the puppies at the tree. So we're making a trilogy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out, Garfield Games. There we go. Here comes the puppy. Well, hold on. If it's Puppy Island and Baby Sore Island, well, what's what's this game going to be? Well, no, this is a complicated game, right? Well, they maybe they combine. Maybe you have to buy Enchanted Forest from another developer, and then it combines to make <laughs> <laughs> it combines to make a game that's just like out there. Enchanted Forest Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that title. Enchanted Forest Extreme. <laughs> it's like a heavy metal riff, and then. Oh Except yeah, the the forest is on fire. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a one of the layers of hell. <laughs> so what, what artifacts are you collecting, man? The spear of Lazarus. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, like- uh, I just watched. I just finished watching Sabrina, so I have like the oh, spear really? uh, that that killed Lazarus or something. I think it was. <laughs> And it's and it's the only spear that can kill immortal immortal creatures. Maybe maybe to gain the tree's trust, you have to like sing a heavy metal song. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like finish the lyrics of a heavy metal song. Like that's how you like get through. I hope someone I hope someone out there is a publisher listening to this. Uh, great ideas we have flowing out here. Yeah. All copyrighted, by the way. <laughs> we have it documented on a podcast. So true, when you true. so when you make Enchanted Forest Extreme, <laughs> you know who to give some rights to. I'm trying to think of a cool heavy metal song you would have to sing. Beautiful people. <laughs> to whom the bell tolls. <laughs> so you get the biggest fight 
in the tail in the early day. Or like Master of Puppets is how you move your characters around the board. Like, okay. Master. Master. <laughs> Four spaces only. Master of Puppets, how many puppies do you want? <laughs> well, on that note. Away. <laughs> okay, well, on that note. That was, uh, that was, that was that pretty was sad. <laughs> all right if you for whatever reason like what you hear today (laughs) don't forget to check us out on our social medias check us out on instagram at friday night games underscore official twitter at friday night gms or on our website fridaynight.games don't forget we stream every monday night at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash friday night gms and yeah check it out it's fun matt and i enjoy it is there a game you want us to check out or do you have a game that you want us to preview on any of our socials shoot us an email info at friday night dot games and remember it's friday night let's have some fun